What is going on, guys? It is Jacob here for the first episode of Main Opinion. I'm super excited to start this journey this year. We're going to try and get out one to two episodes on a week-to-week basis. It's all going to be about opinions and my thoughts and predictions and about uh, Brisbane Lions um, and some topics in the AFL as well. So I think without further ado, the first topic that we should start with seeing as it is off-season is welcome aboard the new recruits uh, to Brisbane Lions this year. So uh, we have Day, Brandon Bryan from Hawthorne and Adelaide. Uh, I think they're going to be amazing uh, to our list. Uh, we've also got Logan Morris, Luke Lloyd, Zane Zakalinski, Reese Torrent, and Bruce Ravel finally gets his opportunity after playing VFL and overlooked the past few years. Uh, so my first opinion about all of these guys uh, that have come to our list is I think Dude is going to be a really, really val- valuable asset to our backline. I think he could 100% slot in alongside Andrews and Payne, and unfortunately, uh, that means Leicester and Gardner will likely slip out into the VFL. Uh, I think uh, Tom brings a lot of leadership, great qualities to the club. He has experience, and I just think he might potentially be the last little thing that we need in the back line. Uh, we'll move on to Brandon Ryan. So Brandon Ryan, uh, he hasn't done a full preseason through an AFL club, got picked up mid-season last year. Showed some really promising things for Hawthorne. Um, I really like his highlight package. He's got really, really good solid mark. Um, and he's definitely good below his knees as well for such a tall fella. Um, I think he could definitely provide a really good up, um, really good asset uh, in the forward line as a tall forward. Um, if, if, say, Eric Hipwood goes down or even... Joey Danaher goes down. Uh, I think he could definitely provide another outlook, uh, another look in the forward line, um, even if we want to potentially go for a three-tool forward line setup as well, um, which would be interesting. I think both setups do kind of work with us as a, as a unit, as a team. It did work with Dan McStay uh, quite successfully, um, but unfortunately it didn't work with Gunston. Um, I think... Three leading forwards just don't work in a side. And the cohesion and the way that footy's played, I just think that you really need a solid contested marking player. Um, if you're going to go for those three tall forward line setups, you, you ju- that's just something that you need to have. And Gunston's a little bit smaller, more of a leading forward. Hipwood's the same. And Joey, he's a bit more of a leading forward, sometimes goes for mark of the year. Um, and pinch hits in the ruck, so that's why it didn't really work. But Brandon Ryan, you know, who knows? We'll see. Uh, Logan Morris, uh, he was on my radar um, for quite a number of months to pick up, and I was super excited when we picked him up. I honestly believe um, that he is one of, if not the best key forward in this year's draft, or last year's draft, outside of maybe... A couple of people, top-ended people like uh, Jed Walter and a couple other players that went ahead of him. Um, he's been talked and linked to being the best contested mark 
are in last year's draft as well. So contested marking um, and his consistent goal scoring has been paramount to his game style and the way that he plays. And I think he could definitely be a really good asset um, in the near future. Luke Lloyd uh, from Sandringham Dragons. I follow Sandringham Dragons quite closely because of Levi Ashcroft and Will Ashcroft. And, uh, yeah, he, he definitely does look like he's got some talent there. I think he kicked something like 18 goals in a college game or school game or something ridiculous. So I think he looks like he's going to have a really, really big off-season um, as well and potentially might get a look in this year. Zane Zakalensky from WA Product. Uh, he's a tall defender that can pinch pinch hit in the ruck as well. Um, by all reports, it looks like he's going to take a few years to be able to develop through the system um, to get to where we will potentially need him to be to get to AFL standards, um, but does look good. Um, Reese Torrent plays on the wing. He's not so much of an accumulator. Uh, but has a really, really good, good left foot. Um, really do rate him. Did Never heard of him until we drafted him. And after watching his highlight package and a few other little bits and bobs, um, I could definitely see why the Lions decide to pick him up. Uh, Bruce Reville played for VFL, if anyone of you guys or you guys, the, the listeners, if any of you guys didn't know, he played for our VFL list and got overlooked for a few years before he got picked up. Um, he plays a little bit around the shop, can play wing, can play forward. I think he can play in the back line as well. I really do like him. He seems to step up a fair bit uh, when we need him to in the VFL, and I think he could provide a really good asset to our list as well. Um out of this list, who do I think that will debut? Uh, I think um, to as a club debut, uh, I honestly believe that Duday will 100% get into the side. Uh, Brandon Ryan, I think he could potentially make a club debut for us as well. Um, I think it all just kind of comes down to and it's with many of these people on the list. I think it, it it comes down to if the club wants to go for a two-tall forward line or they want to go back to the three-tall forward line. I think with the correct mix-up um, of players in the forward line, three-talls can work, um, but two-talls works as well. We, we've, we've seen that towards the end of last year. Um, and using Rainer as that third tall hybrid. Um, so it all really kind of depends what the club wants to do. I'm really 50-50 on what to do in that situation. Uh, if they do decide to go um, for the three-tall forward line, there's other options outside of the, these names as well. You've got Henry Smith that hasn't debuted, that's been playing a lot more key forward and moulding them they're trying to mould him into more of a key forward type um in the twos um predominantly all last year and then you've got Kalen Lane as well um but he's more of a ruck instead of a key forward but they could bleed him in as a key forward if needed and then obviously we got Darcy Ford as well that they could opt to go 
for a choice as the to- the the third tall forward. Um, but yeah, all of these guys could potentially make a debut if they're um, proving themselves in the twos and in pre-season. Uh, you got Logan Morris, Brandon Ryan, Luke Lloyd, uh, that all can play that tall, third tall type, contested marking type in the forward line. Uh, besides Luke Lloyd, I think Luke Lloyd's more of a leading forward, so Brandon Ryan, Logan Morris are probably the two best options. Um, and then Zach Alensky, I don't think he will debut. Um, Bruce could potentially, potentially, it depends, because he's been in our system. He knows, knows our uh, list, he knows our game plan. I think he could potentially slide into our list if an injury happens, if we need someone in the forward line, back line, etc. Potentially. Um, but who I've got my eyes on, and I'm going to say it now, is the most likely, likely chance of a player debuting, in my opinion, is Reese Torrent. And I believe that there is an area on our list and in our game that's lacking, and it is a decent wingman. We don't really have amazing wing, wingmen on our list. Um, I'll explain with Hugh McCluggage is playing more inside mid-minutes now. So he was a fantastic wingman, but we've decided to put him more into the midfield. Um, and then you've got Jasper Fletcher. He could potentially become an A-class wingman but they might start to mould him more into the inside mid role as well. That's all up in the air. He's young. He needs to develop. Uh, so we don't know what he's going to become. And then you've also got players like Archie. Um, he's not an... Personally, I don't think he's an A-class wingman. He's just there for rotations and to have a spell there. Um, but he, he's, he, he contributes and does well. Um, and then you got Jared Berry. I personally think that Jared Berry is our best wingman. I'm always seeing him providing help in the back line, up and down the wing. Uh, he, he does have sometimes some scoreboard impact as well. He's a little undisciplined, but... You know, sometimes you do need that hard nut, hard grunt work type of player. Before Jared Berry, it was Mitch Robinson. Uh, so I think one area that is lacking is the wing role, and I could definitely see Reese potentially um, slot in on the wing. Uh, you got players like Tunstall and Sharp that debuted in their first year on the wing role, just to maybe bleed them in, give them some experience. So I could potentially see that as an option for Reese, and that's why I think that he would be the most likely chance of getting a call-up. Uh, and, yeah, so that's my tip on who I believe is the front runner to debut. Um, out of all of the key forwards... If they do decide to go three tall, I think that the most likelihood is Brandon Ryan to probably get a call up, uh, depending on how I think Logan Morris would probably be the front runner out of the young guys. Uh, so he, Logan Morris or Brandon Ryan would probably um, snatch up a forward role if something happens or if they decide to go a three tall forward line. 
Uh, a couple other notes that I have as well is uh, who do I believe that needs to step up this year? I think we say this every single year. I think Rainer really needs to provide a little bit more, maybe a bit more consistent and just turn it up a little bit, you know, just consistency and just improve that little bit more. And I think we will see our our team just thrive. Um, think he... I think he would be a great... How, how we had the rotation last year, he was probably spending 70% as that third tall forward and then 30% inside mid. Um, but it all, again, with the Rainer role and how Rainer plays, I think it all comes down to if they're going to do the two tall forward line or three tall forward line. But I think consistency and he just needs to lift his game a tiny little bit more. I also believe that... Bailey, much the same. He's electric. He's amazing. Um, but I just think that consistency he lacks as well. So Rayner, Bailey, it's mainly consistency-based and just turn it up a little bit. I've also got Kitty Coleman as well down here. I just think that he needs to really make that back line his back line now with Daniel Rich, Rich's retirement. Um and just, again, consistent and just lift it up that tiny little bit. Be that key pillar down in the back line. Um, and I could potentially see Kitty being in the AA contention. So that's probably my three players that, you know, I'd really like to see step it up a notch. Um, but most of the players really comes down to consistency. Uh, Barry, he can have a really great game. And then he could drop off and not be so uh, consistent as what he usually is. Uh, you got McCluggage as well. That's much the same. I think there's just a lot of boys that can definitely go missing here and there. I'd also love to see Hipwood hit the scoreboard a little bit more. I know that he plays a little bit more up the ground and is a bit of a linking man. Um, off, off memory, I'm pretty sure... He's the fastest key forward in the comp, or he'd definitely be up there. So he does provide a lot of speed, um, and he does have a decent feed ki uh, field kick as well. So I'd like to see maybe a little bit more scoreboard pressure with Hippie. Um, consistency out of a few of the boys that I mentioned before with Kitty, Berry, McCluggage, Bailey, and Rayner. And I'd also like to see some of the other two mainly uh, young guys, uh, just to improve, which is Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher. I'd really like to see them, um, you know, just provide a little bit more and improve from last year. Obviously, Ashcroft will be coming off an ACL, so it's, let's just get him match fit and get him sorted by, um, by finals. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, who I believe that needs to step up, um, and next thing on my list I have is what I believe needs to improve with our side this coming season. I think what needs to improve is being able to really have a like a set in stone system 
I think there's too many changes and stuff in there. They're, I think we've gone through, oh, let's sending Rainer to the back line, Zorko to the back line. Let's mix this up. Let's do this. I'd really like them to try stay consistent with what they believe. If they want to go the too tall forward line, oh, I'd really like them to stick it out for the whole season or three tall or whatever it may be. I just want them to really knuckle down on what player is doing what instead of getting it sometimes it feels like the players are a little bit confused so like dev for an example he's an in inside mid player why are we sending him off to the wing so i'd really like them to be able to fix up these roles and positions where players are playing i think that's one thing that needs to improve coming into this season um, I think our, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of, our discipline needs to improve as well. So discipline and having, you know, a proper sold game plan of the players and where they're playing. It seems a little bit too confusing sometimes on what players are doing. And I think the, the club will be more uniform and gel a lot better and the game would flow a little bit better and there won't be ebbs and flows. Um, so, yeah, those two two things. Um, another thing as well that I'd really like them to improve is... So, a stat that I have here, the last three um, premiership-winning teams, their points against, so what other teams are kicking against them... We have Collingwood at six uh, on average per game, seventy three point three four points per game. They're averaging against Geelong the year before, sixty seven point six three against, and then the year before that, Melbourne sixty five point five nine. So those are the last three premiers, and what those teams that have gone on to win the flag have been averaging points against if we have a look at what brisbane has done in the past three years is 77 81.77 72.68 so that would have been in 2020 the 72.68 now that is the only year that is below any of the previous three um premiers I think you can look at it two ways. You can think, oh, we only needed to be one goal better to win a premiership. Or you can look at it, we only needed to save one goal. I think if we tighten up our defence a little bit and just limit maybe one or two goals a game for what's getting scored against us, I think that will do a world of good. And I think it would be a much rounded team. Remember, premierships are a one-off how good your defence is. You can't just be an attacking, 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 attacking side and just think you're going to outscore the opposition. You need to tighten up your defence and close off how much they are scoring against you. Uh, the next thing I have on my list is who I believe is the most important player in our side. Um... So I, I strongly, strongly believe that the hardest player on our list to be able to replace or replicate is Charlie Cameron. 
uh, I believe that he is the hardest on our list due to the fact of the amount of attention Charlie Cameron warrants to the opposition. You know, he's getting the best lockdown defender. He's also getting one to other defenders that are peeling off to be able to help Charlie. He's always got the defenders on their toes. It's ridiculous. And I don't think there is anybody on our list that will be able to provide the same amount of attention as what Charlie does to the opposition's defense. So Charlie goes out, say for eight weeks, um, who's going to come in? We'll say Kai Lohman. Uh, I don't believe that they're going to send their best lockdown defender to stop Lohman. They're also not going to have players peel off to assist that defender to stop Lohman like they do with Charlie. Um, though that lockdown defender is most likely going to go to Lincoln McCarthy or Bailey if he's playing in the forward line. Um, and then that would nullify their game. That They might not be able to show the qualities that they have been able to show us because they're getting more attention, most likely from a better defender as well. So I think Charlie Cameron is the most important player in our side. Uh, I think if Joe Danaher goes down, if Hipwood goes down, I think we do have replacements for that role. Um, we got Darcy Fort and all we can try, Brandon Ryan, um, that, have, that have games under their belt. Otherwise, we can start trialling the new blood. So Charlie Cameron, 100% in my eyes, is the hardest player in the forward line at least to, to replace. I think everybody in the midfield could be replaced. Um, I don't think they're as important or warrant as much attention. And then same as the back line. I think our back line is pretty stacked and... I think we're good to go with that. Uh, what else do we got? We got, will the grand final hinder us and will we bounce back? Um, I personally don't think it will. I think every single year we have improved. In 2019, we made the leap into the eight, um, top four. And then the following year, it was... 2020 was backing it up again, and then 2021 would have been getting into the eight, or getting into the top four. I know, I'm lost for words at the moment, but I just know that every single... Yeah, we have made slight adjustments and improvements, and the only thing that you can improve from coming running runners-up is being able to win the flag. I think the boys um, have got better mentally as well. I think they could push past this. Um, they've had upsets the previous years, and they've been able to bounce back and continue doing great in the competition. So I don't think it will hinder us at all. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go through uh, the first five games of the my predictions for Brisbane Lions and see um, what we're looking like after the first five rounds. So we play opening round 
against Carlton. I think you can't tip against uh, Brisbane at the Gabba. So I'm just going to 100% say that that's going to be a win. Um, I think Carlton has a great list and they're going to do great this year as well. But I just think that you can't um, discredit Lions at the Gabba. We're undefeated at there for a reason. Um, So let's just see how that game goes. I think it might go down to the wire and might be close. Um, But I'm going to say that that's going to be a win. Round one, I'm pretty sure we play Dockers. Yes, we do. We play Dockers over in Optus. Uh, one of the hardest uh, away trips to make. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty close game. I think, you know, Frio is going to try to come out and bounce back from their poor performances last year. Um, I think they underperformed last year, but they are currently, off memory, the third youngest team in the AFL on age profile. I think we go over there and... You know, they might test us for the first half and then, you know, we get into the groove and take that win over there. Then we got round two. Our third match for the year is a bye. And then round three, we're back, and that's going to be Thursday Easter game against Collingwood. Um, Grand final rematch. Going to be a great game. Um, Again, I think that you just can't tip against Brisbane at the Gabba. We beat them there last year. Uh, let's just hope it's a, a repeat of itself. So, so far I've got us 3-0 by round 3. Uh, then we've got Adelaide round the following rounds, round 4 against North Melbourne at Norwood Oval. Um, I hope to attend this game, travelling from Melbourne down there to watch them. Uh, I, I honestly think that that's just going to be a blowout game. Not much to really say about that. So we're 4-0. And then we've got round 5, our fifth game, which is going to be Melbourne at the MCG. <sighs> Flashback memories of last year. If we tighten up our defence, improve our defence, and play the MCG how we played it against Melbourne last year, tighten up our defence, I think we win this game. But I th- honestly think that we'll either be 5-0 and or 4-1 and after the first five rounds. So we're going to jump on a page called All Things Lions. I asked some guys, uh, the people on there, to ask me any questions. So we'll call out these people. What do we got? Mick Freeman, do you think any of the draftees will get a game this season? Um, yeah, I honestly think that Reese Torrent, as said, as I said earlier, would be uh, the front runner uh, personally for me, uh, for the reasons that I said earlier. Um, will we be able to replicate last season's success this season by Dave Banks? I per- personally think that we will. Um, I think we're a product of consistency over the years of um, being able to get into the eight and be, you know, a really big contender in the league. Uh, So I think we definitely can back it up. Um, Next question, who we got? Mason Barker, he's asked a few questions. Uh, There are a lot of people mentioning that we have a difficult schedule. 
while it may be true you have to beat the best to be the best what is your stance on this and do you believe the schedule is um constructed is going to be a problem for us um look as you said uh you know you got to beat the best to be the best i don't think that we'll ever get a complete fair competition until we play each eat every team twice i think it's just the way that the cookie crumbles um you know it is out that we do have the hardest uh draw um this year um which i think is unfair due to the fact of Collingwood was uh, was better than us. Or maybe Collingwood has the second worst and we have the worst because they're ranking it on us being below Collingwood and then we play Collingwood twice. So I'm assuming that us and Collingwood have the worst fixture is in hardest fixture of the teams that you double up and play. Um, but obviously we have a big travelling schedule that Collingwood wouldn't have. So I think, look, it is unfair. But it is what it is. You put yourself in a position to be a great team and in turn that means the following year is going to be a harder year with your draw. So it's a double-edged sword, but like I said, that you will never get a fair competition until you play every team twice, once at their ground, once at your ground. Mason also asked, what are the three things you didn't see last year that you'd like to see from the boys from the first half of the year to consider us legitimate contenders again? What are three things you didn't see? Consistency, hitting the ground running. I um, think we started bad. Uh, you know, just the boys to be able to switch on. And, yeah, that's all I can kind of think of off the top of my head. Mason also asked, out of the ageing stars, which do you consider most likely to regress out of Charlie Cameron, Joe Danaher and Lockie Neal? Well, those three is super hard. I think Charlie's super consistent. Joey's coming off a fantastic year, and Lockie just won the Brownlow. <coughs> Ooh. If I had to pick one, I'm going to say, oh, jeez. Can I just say Dane Zorko? Because he's coming of age, potentially, his last year. Uh, I think they might limit his time. But, jeez. I'll say... Joe Danaher, I think, will slowly start to slow down, maybe. Um, out of the young stars, which star do you consider as the, as the breakout this year? Uh, Darcy Wilmot, Ashcroft, Jasper Fletcher, Kitty Coleman. I think Darcy Wilmot's going to explode, and I think... Kadeen Coleman is going to be more consistent and really stamp his authority in the back line and potentially be in AA contention. Ashcroft is just a wait and see. Um, try get him in, get him fit, get him playing, get him to his best come finals and then go from there. Um, Jasper Fletcher, you know, with that wing role and what I was saying a little bit earlier about potentially Reese Torrent or, you know, they might even troll Jimmy Tunstall, Harry Sharp, um, even Brucey as well. There's 
or I think they're starting to try use Kai Lohman as well a bit more up the grounds to make him a little bit more of a multi-position player as well. Um, I think that position on the list could be up for grabs depending on how the intra-clubs goes, how pre-season's going, how the pre-season game's going. Whoever looks the best gets that spot. And if it's Jasper, awesome. If it's not, hopefully whoever comes in provides what we want. Um, so, yeah, I think Darcy Wilmont and Kitty for that question. Uh, which opposing team are you most nervous come finals? Ooh. If GWS... Stay consistent throughout the year how they finished off the year. I think they could be a really big threat coming into finals. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with GWS. All right, guys. That's all done for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and we'll try to get another one out by the end of the week. Or I'll try to get uh, two out next week we'll we'll see how we all go thank you guys for listening and i hope you enjoyed feel free to like follow share the content up to you guys but peace out